election is coming up on June the 28th, so we have uh, a little bit over a, a month to go. What have you been up to? How's the campaign going? Well, it's going very well, I think. I, I spend uh, just about every day out knocking on doors or speaking to small groups. Last night I was at the uh, Baldwin Illinois Village board meeting. Uh, they they allowed me to speak a little bit there. Spoken to fire departments, the senior citizen center, uh, anybody that sat still long enough to talk to me. Uh, but a lot of work in the streets, kn- knocking on doors, uh, social media, uh, all the things you got to do to to get to the people. Yes, absolutely. I've been there before myself. Well, want to talk to you once again about why you're running for sheriff and and what makes you qualified for this position give me the uh two-minute elevator speech who is dale volley i'm uh born and raised in chester that's my hometown retired special agent illinois state police retired a few years ago we moved back to chester a couple years ago from up north where i had i was a district 13 patrol trooper for almost 10 years transferred up there for a promotion and investigations. My wife and I are both from Chester, so we had always planned on moving back home. And basically, uh, she says that I got to get a job and get out of the house. And I'm too <laughs> young to be sitting around the house. So uh, so the sheriff's election coming up, it's something that I was always looking at, always interested in, and that I would judge as the crown jewel of my long extensive and illustrious law enforcement career i'm always interested in what people's parents did for a living and whether or not that influenced what they ultimately did as a career yeah i'm sure that it did you know we we see in the law enforcement world that the 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 cop bug seems to bite you real early in life i mean really so my earliest memories i i knew exactly what i wanted to do and i did exactly that now my father was a longtime correctional officer at Menard. You know, I was around him and that quite a bit. Uh, both of my older brothers went in the military, but they had no interest in law enforcement. Really no other family members in law enforcement. Uh, I do think probably the popular culture at that time had a big influence on me. Television, you know, from Gunsmoke to Adam-12 to Hawaii Five-0. Uh, but I, I see, noticed myself, I look back now, as, as a very young five, six, seven-year-old kid driving with my dad to go fishing or squirrel hunting and seeing state troopers on the road or handling a crash or parked alongside the road or someplace. And that immediately uh, appealed to me. I'm, I'm not really sure that I can explain how that was. But, uh, yeah, then the culture brought up watching uh, one of my f- favorite was uh, – Sergeant Preston and Yukon King and uh, things like that. I go like, that just seemed the, the natural thing to do. Thing to do, the natural path. You know, how can I, I wanted to live my life in an honorable and noble way. And that just seemed to fit the bill that uh, that, that was me. So I want to dive into what I think most residents of Southern Illinois have either dealt with directly themselves or know a family member who has dealt with this, and that is the rise in petty theft. Now, what is petty to one person who isn't the victim of it, of course, isn't petty to the victim of it. Most of this stuff's driven by addiction. I think so. And people want to know what their law enforcement 
leadership is going to do to make sure that they are safe on their person and that their property is safe. Because I think a lot of people feel like they might be safe in their person moving around their community, but they know they got to lock up their storage shed at night. Lawnmower and weed eater. Right. So what can a, a leader in law enforcement do to try to stem what is a major problem for a lot of people? I think you're really going to have to address the root causes of that, uh, which I think are are drug addiction, drug trafficking, drug usage. Uh, You know, we can respond to your residence where your padlock was broken off so they could get to your weed eater or your case of oil or whatever they need to turn that into cash uh, for product. and, and try the best we can do to collect physical evidence or, uh, you know, now there's cameras. There's a lot of things you can do to try to investigate that and roll it up. And it's going to be more than likely people that are known to law enforcement and some, the us- we don't go out and round up the usual suspects, but you need to go out and round up the usual suspects. Right. Uh, but the root cause of that is, is drug addiction and the dr- drug culture that fuels that need for them to come and take your stuff. So if if we're not as a society addressing whatever the root causes of that, uh, then then we're going to continue to have those kind of problems and others and violent crimes fueled by that. Uh, you know, a lot of the big cases we've we've seen lately that were uh, u- ugly uses of force situations were fueled by people that were currently on drugs you know so that's if we can't get a a handle on you know whatever it is in human nature that that fuels this uh, drug addiction or drug culture then then we're going to have problems spin off of that in every direction so it's a larger cultural issue i think so and the question is there anything specific that local law enforcement agencies can do to stem that? I mean, is it working with um, the SEG units, uh, Southern Illinois enforcement groups? Is it working with um, the FBI, the DEA to, you know, build more informants and try to to bust up the the drug trafficking networks? Um, It feels like an almost impossible situation. Well, I'm not ready to give up just yet. Uh, of course, law enforcement is just one segment, I believe, one facet, if you will, of dealing with that issue, with, with the drug culture, with drug addiction, uh, and human nature. So it's, it's going to take a, a, a society, civilization-wide, uh, full-court press on this. As far as law enforcement, yes, I, I think that... Uh, we need to get much more serious about enforcing the laws that we do have. Now, what in the criminal justice system happens to those people, you know, is, is uh, counseling or therapy, is any of that working? Uh, we may have our doubts about that. You know, we, we tried things like the drug awareness resistance education in in our schools the dare program dare program that was you know, bring in police officers to the fifth and sixth grade and then studies show maybe by the fifth and sixth grade it's too late 
the ones that are already captured by that culture are it's already too late for them and the ones that are not we're going to make it anyway so what what is it in our in our culture in our uh you know uh lack of religion lack of values lack of morals lack of uh of of all those things in society that that get us to work together well you know what is it we're missing on that how are we losing our children how are and it's not just children these days you've got people of all ages that are addicted to drugs you know what what is it that we are doing or not doing to help prevent that well it's a multi fasted situation some of it has to do with the rise of technology limiting the amount of uh, you know careers where people could have less education but still earn enough money to support a, a family there's a lot of, of things that have shifted that leave people um, hopeless in a sense and and they're looking for a few minutes of hope in those in those drugs and ultimately it leads to a lot of bad outcomes um, now if you're running for sheriff, which is different than being hired to be a patrol officer. Correct. Uh, to be the sheriff means that it's a administrative job as much as it is a law enforcement job. I know you've got a great depth of experience. You talked about being a patrol officer with the state police. Uh, do you have the experience to administer a sheriff's office? Yes, undoubtedly, yes. Of course, I. in the meantime, I was... Uh, after I retired, I went back to school, graduate school, and got a master's of public administration a degree to specifically address those issues where I was trained in areas like public budgeting, public personnel administration, uh, strategic planning, organizational development, labor relations, you know, to, to give me an understanding of that. In my parallel military career, I rose up through the ranks to be a commander in the U.S. Army Criminal Investigations Division Command, where I was mostly in Iraq as a supervisory special agent, a special agent in charge of a field office, and later on as the commander of a detachment, where I was responsible for the recruitment, mentoring, training, management of both personnel and of physical resources, vehicles, weapons, uh, control uh, sensitive items of uh, you know of of all types. So yes, I've I came up a long way getting from the from the ground from the basics, uh, understanding the operational technical tactical experience up into the supervisory and command levels. So that gives me a unique experience that I don't think even most sheriffs or other chiefs of police in the area have, have been privileged to have the opportunity to do that. And different from a patrol officer's job, a sheriff is an elected position, which makes it a political position. Yes. People want to know um, whether or not you represent their values, so to speak. Yes. So can you talk about who you are politically? Well, I'm a conservative Republican. I've been a conservative Republican all my life, uh, whatever that means is that uh, I believe in conserving those things which are best in our community. I believe in the Constitution and that that was a divinely inspired document and that that will lead us to the tree of liberty, if you will. Uh, so 
I really feel that those values that come from uh, conservative or orthodox uh, philosophy allows us to govern better, uh, that our heart is in the right place, that we're going to move forward, but, but uh, keeping a steady eye on the long established landmarks so we don't go too far a field, mm-hmm. and I think that's uh, I think that's what will make the real difference. Uh, as far as I don't I don't like the idea of a, being a politician. That seems like it has a dirty name. Sure, but it but it's how we manage our society. It's how we manage our lives and our co- communities and and things like that. So, uh, what my f- philosophy is, what my beliefs are, my morals, my the things that I believe in and find valuable, that's, that's what's going to make the big difference. I'm not just a politician. I'm not just somebody holding a job uh, that I really believe passionately in what this is all about and how I can contribute to, all, to, to the betterment of our communities and all the problems that you've talked about so far. Dale Valley is our guest in the studio. V-O-L-L-E is the last name. He is running for sheriff of Randolph County in the Republican primary to be held on June the 28th. We'll take the first break of the day, and we'll come back with more after this. You can text message me in any questions you may have for Mr. Valley at 618-426-3308. That, of course, is the uh, TJ's Fine Jewelry text line. Be back in just a minute. Uh, I have a text message come in on the uh, text line, and they say, uh, if you were elected, do you believe you have adequate staff to accomplish the things that you would like to get done? And do you happen to know how many deputies are currently at the sheriff's office? I know that's kind of a tricky question because I'm sure they're full-time and part-time, and that can change from day-to-day, week-to-week, really. My answer would be no and no. (laughs) No, I know they don't have adequate staffing. Uh, to know, I'm not exactly sure of what the current staffing is. Like you said, they do utilize part-time uh, staffs, but how many full-time equivalents that they do have on staff has got to be uh, 10 or 12 or, or more, mm-hmm. depending on you know command personnel or those assigned to security at the courthouse or things like that. Uh, do we do we have adequate staff? Yes, we'll, we'll be adequate to the level we can be. You know, we'll do the best with what we got. If a case can be made for increase in full-time equivalents or other ideas, then we will certainly uh, campaign for that. We'll certainly bring that up. Uh, I think uh, how, how your resources are deployed and how they're utilized, how they're supervised, how they're led, how they're managed will make a huge difference with what you got. So... Does what I'm talking about sound real expensive? Maybe to some extent. Maybe that's very justified. Maybe it's not. Maybe we can afford it. Maybe we can't. Those are things that we're going to have to talk about when I can get in office and open the books and I know have a better idea of the capabilities, of the organizational capabilities. One of the things that you wrote in a outline of your campaign that you sent to me was that uh, you have mapped out a professional vision for the Randolph County Sheriff's Office in accordance with its mission 
statement. Uh, can you give me a little bit more detail about what that means exactly in terms of your vision? Yes, but it's going to be tough. Uh, as far as the mission statement, as far as I know, they don't have one. You know, so that's probably where we're going to have to start square one is including stakeholders, which is the community and, and, and uh, people in the community and leaders in the community on what exactly we're going to decide on what exactly is the mission, the, the reason for the sheriff's office existing. And if we can all come to an ex understanding of that, then from there, we can talk about staffing and budgeting and planning and organizational capabilities. Uh, you know, as, as, as far as the professional vision, uh, I do have one of that, which I feel an organization of this type and size should be. So a, a professional vision of uh, deputies being able to respond to calls for service in a timely manner and conduct a quality preliminary investigation, where that includes collecting physical evidence, securing witnesses, all the things that police officers do, and being able to turn that in as a quality report that other investigators can pick up on if it needs uh, long-term or around-the-clock uh, working of that case. Uh, so that, that would be one thing. A, a uh, fair and compassionate jail operation that is safe both for inmates and for staff, that's not overcrowded, that is not putting people in undue danger and stress and that even while they're in the jail which they may have worked very hard to get there that they are treated as human beings that we have compassion that we work with compassion not coddling but but compassion and in that you would be able to look at the Randolph County Sheriff's Office and say I have confidence in them I have confidence in their professional abilities in their integrity and, and that they, as an organization, has our best interest at heart. One of the things that is unique about Randolph County, of course, is the presence of Menard Correctional Facility, Chester yes. Mental Health. There are crimes that occur in those facilities. Does the Sheriff's Department actively investigate things that go on inside those four walls? Is that more of an internal affairs situation for corrections? Yes, that's, that's a very interesting question. I think traditionally the sheriff's office has, or the Chester police have not, other than supporting their operations, maybe from the outside. Uh, the, the Department of Corrections does have its own internal investigative capabilities with trained investigators that they can investigate a lot of what happens within the walls. Uh, but then there's also the Illinois State Police. As a member of the state police, I was part of our Division of Internal Investigations, which is responsible to investigate crimes or wrongdoings by all the departments that report to the governor, which the Department, Department of, of Corrections. Corrections is involved in that. So I worked cases for, as a Division of Internal Investigations. If there was a, a serious murder or you know, death investigation or other things, then Yes, our crime scene investigators, state police, crime scene investigators, and special agents could be called in to either be the, the uh, primary or lead agency in that or be in a supportive role of the Department of Corrections. Uh, I, I say that they probably handle, well, a large percentage, the Department of Corrections does a large percentage of things criminal or in, internal policy-wise 
that happens within their institutions as it should be. It seems to me that your selling point, why you should vote for Dale Valley, is the fact that you have literally worked in seemingly every layer of law enforcement in the state of Illinois and even to some extent at the federal level. And so while you may not have an all-encompassing knowledge of all these various agencies you've worked in, you can hit the ground running if you were elected sheriff based upon the experience that you've had. Yes, actually, I think so. And that was by design. I, I uh, worked very hard over four decades to uh, take on the most challenging assignments, uh, to work different aspects rather than, rather than getting stabilized, which the state police like you to do. They like you to either be stabilized in patrol or investigations or some other specialty for most of your career because it's, it's kind of expensive for them you jumping around and doing different things as I did. Uh, uh, but I wanted that depth and breadth of experience and training that I wouldn't have gotten if I had stabilized. And yes, at the federal level, both with the Department of Defense and the Department of Interior as a law enforcement park ranger, uh, which was an interesting, and it's all different, it, but it all overlaps in some ways too. Uh, but that was a unique opportunity for me to get experience, tra- professional training, and opportunities that I wouldn't have gotten anyplace else. Now, of course, the devil's advocate on the other side will say, appreciate the fact that Mr. Valley has all of this experience, but, you know, he's not been in Randolph County for, you know, the entirety of his law enforcement career. We were born here, raised here, but does he really understand the situation as it is in Randolph County today. What do you say to people who say that? Well, no, I don't have a big insider look other than what I think I do, other than what people tell me and what I can see and what I can analyze, the things that go out in the paper and online and things like that. I was, like you said, I was born and raised here. I was a municipal police officer in Chester. I came, went away, then I came back as a state trooper. I worked the road and gang crimes here for almost 10 years. So I have a long institutional memory of the Randolph County Sheriff's Office and its culture, which has has come along for all these years and they're a product of it today. Uh, However, for as uh, not knowing what goes on, I'm not sure exactly what that means, but I'm convinced it it won't take, with with my experience and knowledge and and the help of other people, I can't do this all by myself. You know the staff and and other partners that I work with, uh, that it won't take long to have a real good idea, and I've I've been trained in that that masters of public administration, trained how to analyze an organization and determine its capabilities, and and have your f- finger on the pulse of of the management of of what training needs to be done, what policies need to be changed, and you're going to be involving the, the employees there that, that work and do that every day. So it just shouldn't be too difficult. It is 1237. There is an upcoming event, I believe you said, in Tilden this weekend. Exactly. The uh, Tilden Picnic. Are you going to be in attendance there? Oh, yes. Yeah, we will go there and talk to the friends. And uh, you also have a Facebook page up, Valley for Sheriff, I believe it is. 
I do. I use there's a Dale Volley for Sheriff Facebook page, and there's also my personal Facebook page, Dale Volley, which I find is easier for me to put and contact more people, put a lot of my campaign information. You can look at the for Sheriff Facebook page and see a lot of my resume and pictures and in my life, but I use my personal Facebook page more. It's 1238. We'll take another break and we'll be back with more right after this. He is on Facebook, V-O-L-L-E. His name is Dale Valley. He's running for Sheriff of Randolph County. He's with us today in the studio here at uh, WXAN. Get a couple of text messages come in on the text line. And, of course, that is TJ's Fine Jewelry text line. Uh, let me make sure I get to the right one. Uh, here we go. Here's a question. Uh, will uh, Dale continue housing federal inmates at the jail if elected? And is he PREA certified? PREA, is that Prison Relief or pr- Prison Rape Prevention Act or something like that? Yes. I, I think so. Uh, so no, if there is such a certification, it's one of the few that I am missing at the time, but we'd be happy to get. Uh, do, I, do I, am I in favor of continuing the federal prisoner program at the Randolph County Jail? I say yes and no. Yes, if that's a good deal for Randolph County and it doesn't interfere with our primary mission of covering home base, of providing for the public safety of the people of Randolph County first. Uh, should we be looking at that as a as a main source of revenue? I have questions about that. Uh, so if it if it's contributing to overcrowding, if it's contributing to uh, dangerous overcrowding or health issues, then that needs to be take a, a good look at that and a discussion with with the public. Do we need to be in the in the federal prisoner? In, in our small jail, which was not designed with that in mind, do we need to be in that business? Those tough questions need to be asked. You know, is it, is it great to have a source of revenue? Absolutely. But at what cost? Well, and, you, and how you does know, that shake out? I remember in Jackson County when I was on the county board, uh, the county board voted, bonded to expand the jail mm-hmm. partially because they wanted to continue to house federal inmates but couldn't really do that and continue to as you say take care of home base unless they were going to have more space and i don't i don't know how big the randolph county jail is how many cells how many people is it supposed to hold well that's a good question i can't get a definitive answer on that probably in the 1970s early 70s when it was designed it may have only been designed for 20 to 30 some odd inmates so now if, if you're putting two inmates in a cell designed for one person if you're using the uh, drunk tank as a bunkhouse you know with one commode and one sink it was not designed for that you know is, is that an issue do you do you have to have people sleeping at times on mattresses in the hallway i don't know that's something that definitely needs to be looked at if it is it's not a compassionate and safe environment dale volley in the studio with us uh, today uh I guess those are all the questions I had on the text line there that had just came in. You can send me a question on the text line at 618-426-3308. Well, we've covered a lot of ground today, and I guess the final question is just why should people vote for you? I think the, there are a lot of reasons. Uh, I, I think 
probably the primary reason that you even be concerned with is that because I'll do a better job. I, I bring a lot more to the table than anybody else has ever brought to the table in Randolph County. Believe me, I'm not trying to brag about that. Uh, that's something that I worked very hard over a long professional career uh, to, to do. That, that gives me uh, skills, skill sets and, and visions and uh, training that will allow me to do the quality job uh, of public safety in Randolph County. Thank you so much for coming over and spending some time with us. We'll have the uh, audio of this interview up uh, shortly after the program on the WXAN Facebook page. Be sure to give us a like there. We're easy to find uh, WXAN. And again, you can uh, catch up with Dale at the Tilden Picnic this weekend also. Dale, it's good to see you. Thanks for coming by. It was a pleasure.